You're listening to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast with John Ballard and Evan Facinger. All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. How are you today, John Ballard? I'm good, Evan. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing good as well. I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm excited for this topic. It's one that's, that's near and dear to my heart, right? We're going to talk about uh, marketing automation and JIRP programs. Yeah, I think it's a, something for us as a company that's really changed the game, you know, and we've been using it for a lot of our customers and they're seeing similar results. I think it's something that uh, you can get on right away and see a, a pretty good instant return on investment. So. Well, exactly. You know, it's it's taking what you know most people have been doing and know they should be doing with with email marketing and just taking it to that next level. And we've been preaching this for you know quite a while now. And you know, we're watching the adoption of marketing automation really take hold, and people understand. Yes, you know, I need to have these automated programs. They're a little bit more to set up, but then they're running. I don't have to worry about letting any of those types of you know communications fall, fall through the cracks. Uh, but then it's kind of the okay, how do I use those? Like how, what types of workflows and what types of automation and JIRP programs should I get set up? So the podcast today, we're going to focus on, you know, giving you some of those examples of different types of workflows and different types of JIRP programs that you can actually implement and use. And I should also note that, you know, if you didn't, didn't catch the last episode where we announced that we are no longer editing any of these. So there might be certain phrases, certain things that slip out and we're just going to roll with it and, and, and it's going to turn out great. Right, John? When I have to pronounce a tough word, I'm going to do it three or four times and you can all laugh at me. So I'm good with that. <laughs> I, th- I think we did. I think I have that in one of the edited versions. Where I did that, so <laughs> so let, let's start at the beginning with drip campaigns. What do you need to get started on a drip campaign and wh- what would you define a drip campaign as? Well, I think there's always, you know, these different types of, of terminologies. The first thing is that you need to have software to do it. You know, when we're sending out these drip programs, we're, we're sending them out via email predominantly. So we get mostly what's called the marketing automation platform. And there's a lot of different ones to choose from. You know, we work with quite a few different ones. We have Act On, there's HubSpot, SharpSpring, Marketo, Pardot. You know, I could keep going on. There's just a huge list of these types of, of offerings. And what these companies are doing, what these software do actually, is you can take, or one of the things they do, I should say, is we can take these emails and we can have emails go out based on a certain time interval or based on a certain behavior that, that, that somebody is doing. And we can make sure that all these emails are going out and they're all automated. So instead of the, the old ways where it was, you'd send out one email blast, you know, just one email went out and you try to get the highest open rate that you could or the highest click through rate. Here, we're trying to figure out what is these, what, what is the sequence of emails look like? So what am I sending? the first email for? What is that about? Then when do I want that second email to come out? Do I want the people that open and clicked on the first email to receive the same, uh, or, you know, a different email for the second one than I do for people that totally ignored it, you know, and really mapping out this entire cadence and the entire workflow of all of these different types of emails to create this, this whole campaign. And whether it's a lead nurturing campaign where you're actually able trying to take somebody from a lead and nurture them all the way to, you know, a, a close sale, hopefully at the end of the day, or if you're trying to take, you know, more of this, the drip approach where you're just 
pinging people here, staying top of mind, whatever that goal is and whatever you're trying to do, it's, it's taking a look at the overall strategy and making sure that you're, you're building out those email assets and those components and really paying attention to when you're sending them and, and why you're sending them to people and what your ultimate goals are for those emails. Yeah, I mean, I like this in the fact that, you know, I mean, a lot of companies have done email newsletters or whatever blast every month. And it's, it's a lot of work every month to get to come up with a new topic. You've got to, you know, figure out who's going to write what. And it's just time consuming. And a lot of times you just don't get a lot of return on investment on those. Where a drip campaign, you think about your biggest pain point, okay, and how are we going to solve that? And, you know, like for us, what really got us started or what, you know, my my aha moment so to speak was our sales guys were not doing a great job of following up with people you know they get out a quote out and then you know they may or may not follow up you know and i think that's true in the industry i think i read a statistic once like one out of ten salespeople does a good job at following up so we thought this is a great great you know instance to use marketing automation and drip campaign to disrupt that and make our salespeople better at their jobs and automate that process so you know we thought why don't we build a simple drip for you know, how to follow up after a quote. And that's where we started, right? So like Evan said, we diagrammed, okay, what's the first message we want to say to them after we've sent the quote? And that was, thank you, appreciate it, you know? Um, and then from there, it was like how to choose, you know, a, a web development company, how to di differentiate between all the quotes they might be getting because we figured there would be, you know, multiple quotes coming in, um, you know? And I think just those two things. And then I think the third drip, in that series was an email back to sales guy saying, you know, it's time to follow up, you know, um, mm -hmm. follow up personally. But, you know, since then we've built it out a lot. Evan. I mean, what do we have? Eight, nine going out? Yeah. And I think there is nine that go out based on that proposal. And some of them are a little bit different too, based on the engagement, you know, and that's, what's great about these tools is that you can, you can identify and track. It's a lot of people hear automation and they think, Oh, it's going to be like a robot and everything's just going to go out. It's not going to be relevant, but we're tracking so much more, you know, we're tracking whether somebody's opening or clicking on and if they're going back to the website. So based off that engagement, we can make sure that the next email that goes out to them is still going to be relevant, you know, and based on that so even though it's automated it's still got that human element part to it and what's what's cool about it too is you know i've been tracking you know our successful closes and most of the most successful closes that we've had you can see that they really engage with that drip campaign they've read the emails and you know a lot of times we'll get email feedback in between you know it's come from the sales guy to the the prospect but it'll say hey thanks for sharing this i wasn't aware of that or hey you know we're going to do business with you leave me alone i haven't got that but that, i think that's a lot better than not hearing anything and there's a train, so welcome to the RAW. Our <laughs> office is located next to a railroad track. Yeah. That'll be great. We can start to have a game where, like, let us know when you're when you hear the train, what that timestamp is, and you can win a prize. So email yeah. us this timestamp, and <laughs> we'll figure out what the prize Perfect. is. Perfect right Starbucks gift card for you. <laughs> if you can even hear us over the train right now, but. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, so anyway, think, you know, we were just talking about um, engagement, right? On um, you know, and close rate, and I think I firmly believe our close rate, and I, I can prove it, has gone up because of these drip campaigns. So, oh, definitely, and I think too, you know, then when we talk about other programs that you can put in and other drip programs is you've been sending them from the prospect, you know, follow up once they're in that campaign, they're getting those emails. Well, let's say they accept that proposal and now they're an actual customer. Well, what does onboarding look like right now? You want to have an onboarding and a new customer drip campaign put together so you can, you know, base it off of your current onboarding process, but you know, there's going to be things that you're going through there that you can automate that you don't have to have somebody do. You know, a lot of times I, when we're working with, you know, customers on this, we, we ask, well, what's your onboarding process? 
look like now and they show us, oh, we've got these email templates that, you know, this person copies and pastes and <laughs> put in here all the time. And it's like, well, we don't have to do that now. You know, now let's take all that copy and paste them and just create these automated programs and put them out because then you get more data. You can track the effectiveness of everything overall. And, you know, that, that's a big point too. It's not just making sure that you're getting the communication out there, but you're also able to see a lot more insight into how effective it is and make adjustments based on that. You know, one of the things I hear a lot when we talk to customers about this is I just don't have the time to put all this together. But, you know, they're taking the time to do that stupid monthly newsletter, you know, that nobody reads. Where this, you know, you spend the time once and it, it works for you for years and years, you know. So I just don't think you, you can say that. I mean, I think you can't afford not to, to do something like this in your business if you have any kind of processes that you go through. So. Exactly. You're either paying to get it set up once or you're paying every single time to, you know, to keep keep recreating it over and over. Yeah. So, you know, and we've gone crazy with this, to be honest. I mean, you know, we even have a drip campaign for new employees on where to park, you know, what, what the rules are for the refrigerator so that we don't have 13 year old, um, you know, potato salad in our free fridge at work. So, you know, there's all sorts of uses for this, not even just external, but internal. Um, and, you know, one of the, my favorites that I think you came up with Evan was a lost campaign. So, you know, after somebody says no to us, which hardly ever happens, but does occasionally, um, you know, then we'll follow up with, you know, them six, eight, months later saying, Hey, how's that website going? You know, can we help you with your marketing? You know, um, mm -hmm. and we've gotten some business out of that as well. So, you know, that, that customer is so valuable, that engagement or that contact, but you've got to have something to do with it to really make it valuable. Cause if it just sits there, you're, you're not, um, you know, truly capitalizing on it. So. Well, exactly. And it always amazes me whenever I fill out a form or I fill out, uh, download something you know, where I'm giving information, whether it's I got a white paper or a webinar or I just filled out a contact form to get more information or whatever, whatever I did to volunteer my information. I am always shocked if I'm not receiving additional emails after that, you know, as part of some, some automated workflow, because then you're really dropping the ball because there's so many things that, you know, so many marketing efforts are geared towards getting more people in your funnel, right? Getting more prospects to fill out your contact form. And then if they just sit there, you're really missing the opportunity, I think, on a lot of them. Now, the lost customer one is a great example of that because, you know, like John said, uh, occasionally we, you know, people make mistakes and they don't choose us for the projects. Well, now, you know, we can try to give them that second chance, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> driving them to, you know, other contact forms as well, you know, so like I like, you know, one of my drip campaigns that I use is when I do sales is to try and get people to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and the reason I like that is because customers change jobs all the time. I mean, your marketing manager today, you might be at another company in three, three years or, you know, a month from now, you just never know. And the nice thing about LinkedIn is, you know, that um, connection moves with you. So, you know, if, if I lose that email connection, I'm connected with them on LinkedIn, I can continue to market to them there. So think about that for one of your drips too. Yeah, definitely. And I also like, you know, we used to do a lot with trade shows. I think anytime you're having sort, some sort of event built out and, you know, hopefully when things get back, even if they're virtual right now, you want to make sure that you have that communication, that follow-up, just like you would on a trade show already put out. You don't always want to have everything rely on the salesperson that's supposed to handle those because, not every lead is a good lead when you're talking trade shows and event marketing and especially now with virtual where it's even easier to get out there for it. So this way you can make sure that you're pushing out some of those leads and having that communication go out there to, to wait and see who is actually interested, you know, who wants to take that step. 
Yeah, and even before trade show, I think you might be talking about after they visited your booth, but before trade show, you can do a lot with email marketing and drip campaigns to build excitement and get people into your booth, you know, from signups and giveaways to happy hours and stuff like that. If you get the word out there and even have people even set up appointments to come by your booth, you can really get, you know, maximize your time that you've paid all this money for. Um, I'm not a huge fan of trade shows to begin with, but if you're gonna, gonna waste the money on it or spend the money on it, I should say, <laughs> um, you know, capitalize on that. And, you know, the other thing I love about trade show marketing is you can do this geofencing right around the arena. Um, and you can actually market the people after they leave, you know, maybe in a week later, you can start showing up in their ad feeds and stuff like that. You don't have to necessarily market to them at the trade show, but if you set it up beforehand, you can start to capture that data, you know, so that we can market to them down the road, which is pretty amazing too. So, Yeah. And then, you know, too, a lot of times when we're taking these over, there's, a, you know, or a lot of times when you have these sort of systems running, you do a lot of trade shows, you've been t- taking these leads, but you don't have a, you know, a lot of automation and kind of these drip programs set up. A lot of times there's going to be a huge database that you have, and maybe it's not huge, maybe it's, you know, just a significant database. And they haven't been touched in a while. You know, we're talking a year or two years before they've received any communication from you whatsoever. You can take all of those leads, all those contacts that you have, and not all of them are going to be valid anymore, but there still might be some really good, you know, potential customers in that list because at some point they were a good prospect. So what you want to do is take that list and you can actually set up a a drip program to kind of re-engage them, you know, send out a couple emails. You know, I always like to send one um, and just have another short gap for the next send just to try to see who I can get somebody to raise their hand with it to see, yes, you know, I'm interested. Let's start that communication again. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, thanks again for your time here, Evan. I um, Hopefully for you folks out there listening, we've spurred some ideas for you and you'll dive into this if you have any questions about it. You know, I mean, there's um, even some of the cheaper marketing automation softwares are doing this now. And, you know, even the constant context, I think have a limited uh, way to do this. But the more you can automate this process, you know, um, I think the better return you're going to get because, you know, people forget, people get lazy. They don't always, you know, put people in drips automatically. So look at your processes and, uh, you know, if you need help, reach out and that'll be a service to you. And don't forget to subscribe because it'll be a lot easier than have to remember to come in and listen to the episodes. And if you did hear the train, make sure you shoot us an email. Let us know. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can stay on top of your game by never missing an episode. You can find even more marketing insights and show transcripts at foremostmedia.com.